Taiwan reported 13 local COVID cases on Thursday. They include Kaohsiung's first domestic outbreak in five months, involving a mother, father and son whose infection source is unclear. Let's hear from the CCC. Case number 18155 is a son in the family. He was taken to see a doctor because he was experiencing symptoms and tested positive for COVID. His mother and father were later tested and they were both positive as well. The father's work is related to Kaohsiung Port. Kaohsiung's Department of Health is investigating the matter. It seems that the father had been to northern Taiwan, so we're investigating the case based on these two facts. Two other cases reported Thursday are a woman and her child in Taoyuan. Their source of infection is also unclear. So far, the CCC has been unable to trace four domestic outbreaks to the clusters already known. They are the families in Taoyuan and Kaohsiung, a family in Shinzhou, and a nurse at Far Eastern Memorial Hospital. Well, tomorrow is a big day for Taiwan's high school seniors, who will be tackling the much-feared college entrance exam. The general scholastic ability test will be taken over three days, and there will be strict COVID protocols in place. Masks must remain on at all times, and parents won't be allowed to enter the examination venues. On Thursday, uh, in Taipei, students were spotted roaming school campuses to get familiar with their examination site. Students get off the bus one by one and head into the examination site. Before stepping in, they get their temperature taken and their hands disinfected. The college entrance exams start on Friday, and many students are here to scope out the venue ahead of the big day. It's to get acquainted with the venue. It's a different school. Being in a strange environment can make you more nervous. As long as you take all the COVID precautions, there shouldn't be any problems. Standing outside, students can get a peek at their examination room. About 1,600 examinees will take the tests at Taipei Municipal Chenggong High School. Among them, only 410 are enrolled at the school, which is why many have come over to see the surroundings. With COVID infections on the rise, disease prevention will be in full force, comparable to measures taken for the same exams last July. Face masks must be worn at all times. Parents or relatives won't be allowed to enter the exam site, and the number of test takers per room will be reduced from 42 to 36. They'll be having their meals on campus. The College Entrance Examination Center has provided three days' worth of dividers for students. Over in Shinju City, where several cases were detected earlier this week, administrators are carefully preparing COVID precautions. But with so many rules, students say there's a lot of pressure. Having students sit in place for such a long time will create some physical and psychological pressure on students. Examinees will have to abide by all COVID guidelines and will be asked to stay inside the examination rooms. We have asked them to eat, drink and review their notes in the examination rooms and to avoid moving about. With COVID cases on the rise, the College Entrance Examination Center has increased the number of exam venues for students who arrive with COVID symptoms. It's added two venues in Greater Taipei, four in Taoyuan, and one in Shinju City. It's all to ensure the exams proceed as smoothly as possible. With Omicron on the rise in Palau, Taiwan has tightened controls on its travel bubble with the Pacific nation. The CCC says that starting January 22nd, returning travelers will no longer be exempt from 14 days of quarantine. 
They will need to complete five days of quarantine at a centralized facility at public expense. And after that, they'll need to undergo five days of enhanced self-health management. The new policy comes after the CCC spoke with Palau authorities via video conference. Palau has detected a total of 125 COVID cases in four days. Most of the cases are imported, but the virus has already spread into the community. A Taiwan hospital says it will send a medical team to Palau this Saturday to provide support. According to the CCC, the last group of travelers from Palau returned on January 5th, prior to the country's Omicron outbreak. So far, none of the travelers have tested positive. The future is uncertain for a free trade agreement signed by Taiwan and Nicaragua. Last December, Nicaragua repealed the FTA after severing formal ties with Taiwan in favor of China. Taiwan itself still recognizes the agreement even though Nicaragua is no longer providing the certificates needed for tariff exemptions. With the rules of engagement no longer clear, Taiwan importers say they're risking losses that could uh, put them out of business. Last December, Nicaragua cut diplomatic ties with Taiwan and repealed its free trade agreement with the country. The move has thrown bilateral trade into a state of disarray because Taiwan itself still recognizes the agreement. How can it be said that the FTA is still in effect today? It's because Nicaragua unilaterally terminated the agreement through its own domestic procedures. But domestic procedures cannot exempt you from your international responsibilities. Currently, Taiwan recognizes its FTA with Nicaragua as valid. But customs rules on Nicaraguan imports have turned into a gray area, as Nicaragua has stopped issuing certificates of origin to Taiwan importers. The uncertainty has rocked Taiwan's import sector. The Central American nation of Nicaragua keeps urging importers to pay up, compounding our woes. As the terms and the regulations are unclear, we don't know whether we should pay, whether it will be possible to get that money back. In the end, importers will suffer great losses. This downturn could even put many importers out of business. The Ministry of Finance is already working on replacing its regulations on import duties and required documentation. Since the Taiwan-Nicaragua FTA came into effect in 2008, bilateral trade has tripled. Taiwan has imported vast amounts of produce, seafood and meat products from Nicaragua, including frozen shrimp, beef, coffee and cane sugar. Nicaragua is Taiwan's second largest source of frozen shrimp, supplying some 27 million U.S. dollars worth of shrimp in 2020. Taiwan is also Nicaragua's largest export market in Asia. I have a concrete request here. Please, before the start of the Lunar New Year, let us finalize all the replacement regulation. Surely we should be able to do it. At the very least, we should sort out the cases of these individual importers. Let's give our business owners a peaceful New Year. The lawmaker urged the government to release new import regulations before Spring Festival. He said the government should also help Taiwan businesses relocate their investment and import bases to reduce the fallout of severed diplomatic ties. Let's head down to Tainan to meet veteran dairy farmer Lin Shugen. Lin has adopted a herd of more than 20 water buffalo, which he's caring for in their old age. The unusual move uh, comes from Lin's heartfelt love for cattle of all kinds. He also has almost a dozen pet yellow cows. We spoke to Lin about his love for elderly cows and took a look around the farm. Members of the public are also welcome to visit the land and say hello to what might be Taiwan's happiest herd. More than 20 water buffaloes share this cattle shed. 
They gather together for fun, amble around and eat. Some of these buffaloes are very elderly, but they're still strong and happy, seeming very content to have moved to their new home. More than 20 buffaloes moved to this new home in Tainan's Liuying district from East Taiwan. Lin Shugen is besotted with the buffaloes, and that's why he accepted the task of caring for these creatures in their old age. Farmer Lin Shugen was rearing dairy cows on his own farm more than 20 years ago. Now 65, he switched to agriculture because of the unreliable market for milk. Recently, he heard from a friend that a dairy farmer in Taitung was getting too old to care for his herd of buffaloes. Ling immediately agreed to adopt them, promising not to resell or slaughter them, but to give them a healthy and happy life in old age. Animals are like that. When you approach them, they recognize you. Ling has a dairy farm, but it's designed for dairy cows, not water buffaloes, with their very different body shapes. So Ling spent more than 100,000 NT on refitting the cow shed. Feeding them costs 60,000 to 70,000 NT a month. It's all a labor of love. When they arrived, they were malnourished. I buy corn for them to eat now. Corn is more nutritious. It's good for them. Ling even bought 11 yellow cows from Hualien to be pets. They're big animals. The conditions the cows live in greatly reassured the cows' sellers. And Ling's family is all behind his love of the creatures. My dad loves raising cows. We're not worried about the fodder and all that. At the most, it's just buying some more pasture. Ling goes out to care for the animals himself every morning and evening. He makes sure they're well-fed and lets them out onto the open fields to roam. He wants these buffaloes to stay as strong and robust as they can be, he says. Visitors are welcome to drop by the farm to see these unusual breeds of cattle living gently in their twilight years. You'll soon be able to use a digital COVID certificate as proof of vaccination within Taiwan. The digital COVID certificate was launched last month, and it can be used for travel to 60 countries starting this Friday. It will also be valid as vaccination proof within the country. Also on Friday, patrons of adult entertainment businesses will need to be fully vaccinated. Let's hear from the CCC. Patrons and staff at adult entertainment venues must all be fully vaccinated with two doses to be allowed in. The digital certificate is a tool with the same function as the yellow vaccination card. It's also recognized abroad by the EU, and about 60 other countries using a similar system accepted as proof of vaccination. Full vaccination will be required at adult entertainment venues such as cabarets, nightclubs, hostess tea houses, and saunas. Vaccination status can be verified with a yellow vaccination card, a digital COVID certificate, or a digital record on the National Health Insurance mobile app. The certificate and the app both display the holder's vaccination status using three colors, green for fully vaccinated, yellow for partially vaccinated, and red for va unvaccinated. Well, with Omicron on the rise, Kaohsiung has asked schools not to leave the city for field trips. In response, many schools have called off their end-of-the-year adventures. But one class at Xinyi Elementary School decided to shift gears and go on a tour of their very own city. 
the roller coaster speeds toward the ground, raising screams from its riders. A day out at the theme park is a real thrill. It's a favorite destination for graduation trips. I had so much fun on the thrill rides. I think it's good that we stayed in Kaohsiung because I can have fun with my classmates. Of course, I'm a little disappointed. We were going to go on a graduation trip and they changed it in the end. Coming here is not so bad though. I hadn't been here before. Just two hours before our scheduled departure, we found out that the Department of Education didn't want us going on trips to other cities and counties. Back in the classroom, it felt as if we were all about to cry. The students had planned a trip to northern Taiwan, but amid a fresh domestic outbreak, that trip became yet another COVID casualty. Earlier this week, the Kaohsiung city government urged against taking field trips or graduation trips outside of Kaohsiung. To save the kids from disappointment, one teacher planned a graduation trip within the city. We thought, well, we can't go to other cities or counties, but what if we find places to go in Kaohsiung? So we had a mini graduation trip. Over three days, the class of 29 visited a department store, ate hot pot, spent the night at a hotel, and enjoyed ride after thrilling ride, celebrating the end of a chapter as elementary school students. Taiwan's fleet of F-16 fighter jets is back in service nine days after being grounded for safety checks. The fleet was grounded when an F-16V crashed into the sea off Jai County, killing its pilot. The military is still investigating the cause of the crash. On Thursday morning, two sorties of F-16s returned to the skies for a drill on intercepting PLA planes. After being grounded for nine days, Taiwan's fleet of F-16s is finally back in service. At about 7.40 in the morning, two fighter jets took off from Jai Air Base for a training mission. On January 11th, an F-16V fighter jet had crashed into the sea of Jai, killing its pilot, Captain Chen Yi. The Air Force Command immediately grounded its entire fleet of F-16s for inspections. Nine days later, the fleet resumed routine training, with jets returning to the skies in Jai and Hualien in the morning. It was determined that the cause of death of Captain Chen was the crash of his F-16V, which resulted in multiple blunt force injuries to the entire body and death from traumatic shock. A memorial service for the pilot is being planned. The Air Force Command said it would respect and give full support to the arrangements of the pilot's family. The service is tentatively scheduled for January 29th at Jai Air Base. President Tsai Ing-wen is expected to attend to pay respects. Well, it's almost the Lunar New Year, and traditional shopping areas full of holiday goods are hopping with shoppers. Police in Taipei have warned that this is the hottest time of the year for pickpockets. Officers have taken to Dihua Street, one of Taiwan's iconic districts for traditional goods, to share tips on how to protect yourself from a thief's tactics. A pickpocket reaches out and takes a wallet from a passerby's backpack. The crowds are tight on New Year market streets these days, and pickpockets find easy cover. It's almost Lunar New Year, and the New Year market street is getting busy. But this time of year when crowds gather is a perfect moment for pickpockets to strike. How should you protect your bags? 
Don't take too much money with you. When you pay, ideally use small denomination notes. You don't want them all to be 1,000 NT notes. That makes people think you're really rich. Of course I worry, but I put my bag in front of me. You have to be careful on the street, especially when people squeeze close to you. You have to be a bit vigilant about whether they're squeezing up close to get the chance to take something. I always put it in front. Police officers advise not leaving valuables in your car. Place them inside your jacket instead, or in another pocket near your body. Wear a rucksack diagonally over your chest where you can see it and keep the straps tight. Finally, keep your back toward buildings, not the middle of the street. Sometimes thieves will work in two groups. The first will keep their eyes on the target. The other group will take advantage of them not paying attention to get close to them, and then cut their bag off, perhaps with a small knife, or just reach a hand into their pocket and take the wallet. When you're focused on finding a bargain and getting your shopping done, it can be easy to get absent-minded about your things. Police warn shoppers to be careful over the New Year period. They have been spreading their tips on Dehua Street with large placards and flyers in the hope of averting New Year misfortunes for citizens. Volunteers have renovated a family home entirely for free in an act of New Year generosity. The project began when a sixth grade elementary student in Nanto wrote to a city councilor asking for help. She and her family were living in a dilapidated house and needed support to turn it into a happy home. After the family fell through a loophole in the welfare system, the kindness of volunteers showed, that every, uh, showed them that somebody cares. Builders install a new ceiling above their heads, then lay down Japanese-style flooring and fix up the electricity and water. The warm, cozy home these children have been dreaming of is springing up around them. When the room is ready, the kids scream with happiness. They can sit and read cozily here or stretch out in comfort in bed. It's the best New Year present possible for the family of eight. The family was struggling financially when one of the girls wrote to a Nanto city councillor asking for help with the family's broken roof. The councillor started off raising money to help get repairs, but when it transpired the family's grandfather was wealthy, they were unable to apply for the funds. They fell through the cracks of the welfare system until this team of volunteer builders from Tainan Labor Affairs Bureau stepped up to help. This family of eight lives in a small room. We had to fulfill the children's wish to have a bed to sleep on. If we change their living environment, then as they're growing up, and even later on when they're adults, they will feel for sure there is love in society. At this time when they needed help, we reached out a hand. I'm so grateful to the builders for their help, and I thank them from the bottom of my heart. They've painted the house as good as new. Everyone is so happy they can live in a new home now. The builders have worked their socks off to make sure the house is all ready for the Lunar New Year. The whole project was complete within one week. The volunteers also encouraged the kids to study hard at school. When they grow up from this solid base, they'll have lots to give back to society. A photogenic new, uh, new exhibition takes a whimsical look at Taiwanese culture. The Gaki Hip exhibit has 15 colorful zany spaces that spotlight bubble tea, claw machines, sky lanterns, and other icons of life in Taiwan. The interactive exhibit is meant to be explored using all five senses – touch, see, hear, taste, and smell.
It's also designed to be highly Instagram worthy, which means you're nearly guaranteed to leave with shareable photos. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang sat down with exhibit creator David Chen to find out more about his concept. There are a total of 15 immersive spaces inspired by Taiwanese elements. This room pays homage to Taiwanese sky lanterns. Beautiful sky lanterns illuminate the room. The colors of the lanterns change every few seconds. There's also a giant claw machine filled with pink unicorns. People can enter the claw machine and experience what it's like inside the glass. So just sounds that represent you know, Taiwan. Want to hear sounds exclusive to Taiwan? Just pick up this payphone to hear sounds such as the garbage truck song and temple music. One of the things that makes us very different from the other exhibitions is like when I've gone to other exhibitions, the, the staff there is like, don't do this, don't touch this. Here, people are encouraged to be interactive. And another thing is that we're trying to um, involve all your senses. That is more of a sensory experience. The Gawky Hip exhibition was created by David Chen. He grew up in the U.S. and came back to Taiwan a few years ago. He partnered with cross-disciplinary artist Jeffrey Yu to create art installations inspired by Taiwanese elements. One way it engages taste is the boba room. People can order boba in the room while taking photos with the enlarged boba milk tea. When you come, not only do you um, observe things by sight, is you have little snacks. For example, we have a boba room where you can have a drink of the boba. You, there's the pineapple room where you have the pineapple macarons. And then you also can have like a soy sauce flavored uh, soft serve ice cream. So that involves your sense of taste. One of the inspirations is like just seeing and observing how like uh, social media and Instagram especially is uh, driving the market. In the States, these type of Instagram museums have been really huge. So that's something that I wanted to bring here to Taiwan. But instead of doing something that's very superficial, I wanted to have something that um, covered, used Taiwan as an inspiration. There's a lot of really cool and unique things about Taiwan. And one thing that I wanted to do is not necessarily just take an old thing and make it new. I want to do something that's very new, very um, modern. The name of the exhibit, Gaki Hip, combines the English word hip with a Japanese term that means ghost or little brat. The showcase opened in Taipei on January 18th and will run until March 31st. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhong Shuhui in Taipei.